Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Hello. Bizarre Podcast. My name Mark, is Hello. Mark. Miles, you always do that. That voice you just heard was Miles. Hello, Miles. Hi. No. Hi. That other voice you heard was Jackie. I'm Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Uh, Jackie, how are you? How have you been? I don't know. I'm fine. Great. <laughs> Why? Okay. I don't know. I just asked sarcastically because we live together and I thought it'd be fun. Okay. Anyway, look, This Chaos is a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that started in 2012 and is currently ongoing, I guess you could say, to season five, part six, Stone Ocean. And this week we will be covering episode three, which I believe is called The Visitor Part One. And to do that, it's not just the three of us. It's not just Mark, Miles, and Jackie. Today, we have a special guest. Aloha. It's Chad! Hey, it's Chad. It's Chad. Chad's on the pod. How are you, Chad? I'm doing good. It it was so hard not to just break out laughing, actually hearing and seeing you guys doing this stuff like as it's actually happening. You know? <laughs> so bravo to you, Miles, for, for being you know a constant, constant source yeah. of frustration for Mark. That's it's never like Miles misses the choi- the chance to interrupt me and I go, Oh, I'll move no, every time he does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when we moved into Skype and I in- insisted that, you know, it might sound like we don't know what we're doing. Um No, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> Miles, he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but Chad, you've been a long time uh listener and writer inner to the pod. And Jackie and I actually met you back in when was that? 2018. I, 2018. Okay. I figured it was before yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> it was like one of our last big vacations, I think. Yeah, we went out to Hawaii yeah. and met Chad. We didn't go there to meet Chad, but we did meet Chad. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, we are not going to go to Minnesota or wherever you live <laughs> just to talk to you. But if we're in Minnesota or wherever you live, we might say hi, maybe. We might. No promises. Uh, Chad, uh, we asked everybody this. What is your experience with JoJo's? <laughs> yeah, how'd you get into it? What, what, what's your, how caught up are you? Have you read the manga? So I originally found out about JoJo's because a friend of mine who was in college at the time, I was in high school. This was back in the 90s. So this is when you guys were like in grade school or something. Because <laughs> if people forgot, I'm super old. Uh, but he happened to have the original OAV or OVA uh, on VHS. VHS. Mm. And so I happened to go over to his house and we watched it. And this was basically just the part for uh, from when they're fighting against Geb. So the, the water stand. So basically a lot of like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then at some point they introduced the dog because you know, Iggy is Iggy. <laughs> and so that got it started. Then I saw the game in the arcade, started playing the game in the arcade. And then as soon as I heard about the 2012 series coming to start from step one from actual part one going forward i was on board so i've been watching constantly since part uh since part one started back in 2012 god that's Hmm. so long ago now yeah it's almost 10 years since the anime started i mean it was like november or october of 2012 it was a fall anime but uh when did you read the manga if at all did you i don't remember the only the only part of the manga that I've actually had the chance to read was I picked up one of the, uh, I guess, the collections that they have available now. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the name of jo- the... Jojonium? Maybe, I think so. And I picked up the, one, the, the first volume of that from my local library. Support your local library, everybody. And I managed to read through some of it, but 
it's really hard to kind of go back to his original style compared to how it is now. They're just so fluffy and chubby little, <laughs> like, soft boys. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then, you know, intermittent violence, of course, you know, just that never went away or, you know, ever wasn't there. Yeah, everyone has the face of, like, like a mascot on a playground or something. Like, Jonathan always looks like he's just so, like, youthful and happy or something he looks like like the speed racer characters having a great time but then yeah his like thigh has like three muscle groups in it that human <laughs> beings don't have chad i love hearing about how you discover anime and manga it's like you have to go on like a quest to see an old man on top of a mountain and he like points you toward the three clues you have to gather in order to watch <laughs> this, this like is, sailor this moon is how things were back then it's just how things were like like i've i've sent in those those ads and things to you guys in the meal so you can see this was the life that anime fans had to live if you wanted to even be a fan you had to put in time dedication and sadly a lot of money is there any small part of you that's like resentful of how easy it is for like anyone to get into it now or oh, absolutely do you just enjoy the convenience yourself <laughs> absolutely you, you don't even need to subscribe to anything or, or do anything or go anywhere you can just literally turn on your tv and there's like Tons of anime, like here's anime that showed just yesterday, like in Japan, now dubbed in seven languages and subtitled for your convenience by mm -hmm. actual professionals versus a random college dude who like has like, you know, maybe five, six friends and uh, decided to do this thing because he's been studying Japanese for four years. <laughs> I, I saw a video essay. I think I, I, I sent it to you or put it in the discord a while ago about that one like lost OVA. I think where someone was just looking for the like it was this rumored thing that like caused like a stir about censorship because it came with oh, a pair of pants from Hazel Hazel right yes Hazel's YouTube channel and yeah. one thing I love is that fan dubbers at some point I on I guess in the VHS era days you know they would do the subtitles probably on some semi digital maybe just totally analog machine and they'd like sell it at cons or trade them at cons you know uh, or maybe do some mail order stuff. But the funniest thing is that they started dissing each other like at the beginning or end of their VHS tapes. So you'd like get a tape where you're like, all right, I'm going to finally see episode 20 of Dragon Ball Z. And then it would be like, this is West Virginia subtitle group. We're saying fuck infinite subs. Fuck them forever. Like, they're just <laughs> dunking on the other subtitle groups. Like it's just some kind of weird like gang sign thrown up. <laughs> and then you, you know, have to watch, uh, you know, figure out what Goku's going to do next. Um, Why don't we do that with other JoJo's podcasts? I think we've entertained Ooh. the idea. Um, <laughs> I, I I get the feeling we decided not to. I think we've said generally like fuck other podcasts about JoJo's. But yes. I don't feel that way anymore. Um, we weren't the first, you know. No. But you guys do come up pretty regularly on searches now. You know, like uh, if you plug uh, JoJo into Spotify, it's pretty high up there on the recommendations of are you searching for this we made it <laughs> yeah we made it <laughs> we did it yeah and we're gonna get higher up on itunes because i realized that one reason why the previous crossover with blake and spencer get jumped uh was i'd say when you look up jojo's bizarre adventure in itunes their podcast comes up first like in the list of episodes and it's weird it says provider jojo's bizarre adventure but it's also just because they put the full name jojo's bizarre adventure in their episode titles because to them, it's a novelty. They're covering it on any given week. So they put it in the episode title. Whereas I put like Onion Cop, Stone Ocean Episode 1 or whatever. So I've started to put in there JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And hopefully that'll mm. help. But our listens are definitely up. 
Is this metric stuff super cool? <laughs> yeah. Do, do people want to hear about yeah. CPM? Definitely leave this stuff in. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you now have six listeners up from four. Um, hey, pe- people like knowing that the podcast is going to stick around. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's being, you know, half, you know, half serious about that too, because there have been plenty of false starts with other shows that have novel premises that just blip away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I, I'm not uh, I'm not that kind of a ground floor person. I tend to listen to pods way after they've like established a fandom <laughs> and stuff. I guess I guess I'm not that that daring a person. Uh, I might like if there's usually if if I find something like that, it'll be like someone that I follow on Twitter started a podcast, and I like that person for whatever reason. So I'm like, I'm gonna start listening to their podcast, and then yeah, and then they stop doing it or whatever. It's annoying. It's annoying yeah. to do a podcast every week. It's just another thing to do, but it's fun. Yeah. Thank uh, you for your dedication, all three of you. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thanks, Chad. Thanks. Thank you for writing in all the time. Oh, oh by the way, do you have any uh, voice connections? <laughs> yeah. Should we I go do. over that now? Uh, this is, yeah. So this is, this is not Correspondence Corner. It's not. It's just... Uh, this is Chad in the chair. <laughs> Chad gets his own segment. <laughs> Chad on the pod. Ch- nope. <laughs> don't chat on the pod chat on the podcast <laughs> da bears i don't know i can't justify that accent uh yeah so what uh connections did you find to the new voice actors in this episode chad so uh i i had to dance around so much stuff like uh visiting the jojo wiki oh yeah yeah because there's a lot of things and uh i didn't want to spoil anything i i learned one little bit of information that is probably inconsequential because it's sort of something you you'll be able to figure out probably by next episode is it a character name since this is it's a stand name okay yeah yeah uh but just to be slightly i guess uh obtuse for anybody trying not to be spoiled so the baseball kid Mm -hmm. uh he shares his voice actor with a bunch of characters that show has actually you guys have actually heard before uh in particular uh he is voiced by the actress who previously played naoko the woman who unfortunately domed her boyfriend and had to then figure out how to dispose of his blood for years. Mm. <laughs> and the um, uh, Mutsukabe Hill uh, for uh, the Rohan OVAs. And uh, he's the uh, voiced by the actress who voiced Vivi from Vivi Florida Eyes Song. Oh. oh. Yep. And that's all I could find. <laughs> Everything else was just a deep rabbit hole to somewhere else. Yeah, there's sometimes... Mahalo, there's... Chad. <laughs> Yes, mahalo, Chad. Um, I think I found that the the English voice actor for the baseball boy, I didn't say the name, mm-hmm. was the 2019 Netflix dub actor for Shinji from Evangelion. Oh. Casey something, Mongilo or something? In, in English? Yeah, oh. the English. Because yeah, Jackie and I just watched the episode in English uh, about an hour or two ago. Are you doing both for every app? Kind of, yeah. We're watching it like multiple times. Um Wow. We're pretending we can watch multiple episodes in a row, so we just watch it in every language. <laughs> if I if I've written in this week, I would have probably asked you guys, what are you guys doing to, you know, <laughs> fill in the time to like fight the temptation to go to next episode and instead just watch credits, listen to Duffy some more? I rewatched one and two again and then watch and then I watched three the like third episode three times. Uh twice in English, once in Japanese. Yeah, it's fun. It's been fun being able to like watch it once to just enjoy it and then watching it to take notes. 
mm-hmm. because with the other animes, it was kind of hard. Sometimes we'd want to write something down, but there's subtitles or you're just worried about writing shit down and then you miss the enjoyment of the show. But in this case, it's like we get both. We get to watch it and enjoy it. And then because we want to experience it again or whatever, we just watch it again. Well, it's just like I can't I have to, like I can't I can't just binge it, which is what I really want to do. But then we have this podcast. So instead, I'll like watch old I'll I'll rewatch older episodes or something or I'll watch it in a different language or something just to get a, a new experience a little bit. I think you I know. mentioned this, but there's apparently a podcast. I think it's called like the worst idea ever, or the worst idea of all time, where they just like watch Paul Blart two, oh, yep. uh, like every week for a year. Oh my god! And they said that I I've, again, I've never listened to it, but I heard them guests on other shows, and they said that like by like this tenth time you watch it, they're like, I noticed the lighting in the third <laughs> scene uh, is a little bit hot in this corner, like just the tiniest details. So maybe that's going to start happening to us. Mm. We're going to notice uh, little shading issues. Yeah. Or things that we have questions about. I definitely did look up something rather obscure for for this episode, but it's the kind of thing that I'm surprised Araki didn't write himself. So we'll see. Miles, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Uh, this may not be a surprise to anyone, but I'm having no problem <laughs> watching 66% less anime for this show. <laughs> oh, we're de- uh, it's definitely less stressful for us. <laughs> to find yeah. the time to just squeeze in one episode, it's like, no, whatever. I'm not tempted to like, I mean, I am tempted, but I am fine watching it every week. You just watch it once. <laughs> I just watch it once. In Japanese. And it's fine. Nice. In Japanese, yes. Yeah. I haven't watched it in English yet. It's pretty good. I think yeah. that I've noticed that my my real problem with dubs is not necessarily a matter of acting or whatever. It's just the fact that the timing in languages can vary so much that you could mm-hmm. write a Japanese sentence that's really fucking long or really short. And so when you hear the other language trying to squeeze all the words in and they're like worried about losing detail of the plot or whatever, mm-hmm. sometimes they speak in a way where they don't pause between thoughts and that can make it seem really artificial. So I understand that's a struggle and, a, and an art form. And I know you're very concerned about like faithfulness to the manga. So I feel like a dub on top of like on top of that is like a layer upon a layer of adaptation well it is in miami so they would be or not miami i keep thinking miami you know it is in florida so they would be speaking english <laughs> no but i mean it's like another layer of interpretation on top of the source material yeah, so yeah. like it's the anime and then the dub and then the translation on top of that but yeah it does make sense for them to be like they should all be speaking english i think it'd be funny if jotaro had like a really thick accent in japanese they should have given him that mm that like because he, he's like such a he's such a school delinquent like maybe he would have sucked at english you know true that would be no he the only place you can get a high quality marine biology education is in the us of a baby i i <laughs> i somehow doubt that japan is a series of islands they they have lots Listen, of water i get marine biology monthly at my house and every issue says university of miami go hurricanes okay it's the best marine biology program in the world I sense a little bit of a bias there. Uh, anyway. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't think they're the hurricanes. Are they? They're the hurricanes. I would okay. trust Miles I think that over part was correct. any of us. Okay. That's kind of sad. The Miami hurricanes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine like, if they hurricanes could Hurricanes devastate South Florida. <laughs> yeah, true. but so does South Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Like Florida as a state does not treat itself super great. They didn't have to build a house there. <laughs> 
No, All I right. mean like, you know, politics. We're moving on. Never yeah. mind. Okay. <laughs> that is my own rule. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> is he from Florida or is that where he was? Was he, he ran under, yeah, he's the governor of Florida. Okay. Yeah. Nobody knows what we're talking about right now. Yep. We're talking about stand user Jeb Bush. <laughs> uh anyway, let's uh let's move on. Let's take a stop right now in our correspondence corner. I don't have enough fuel. I can't keep doing puns because it's always it's always a prison. It's always yeah. JoJo. Still in prison. I can't keep doing How do you think they feel? They're in prison. Our pen pal. Our uh, What's the name of John Galliate? Can we do some kind of pun with him? I have multiple puns for what his name should be that I was going to go into later. Okay. But for now, let's take a look at our email inbox. These All are right. emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Miles, why don't you read this first one here? The subject line is Correspondence Corner. Uh, hey all, first time, long time here. I spent last summer completely binging the show from start to finish due to my 12-hour security slash shipping and receiving job. I assume he means this podcast. Mm-hmm. I would watch a handful of episodes of JJBA and then listen to the corresponding podcasts at work during downtime. Anyway, super stoked for the rest of this part. I tried reading the manga a while ago, but I stopped after the next fight because I have attention probs. Not really a focal point here. Just want to let you know I appreciate the pod. Aw, thank you. Thanks. P.S. Miles, I hope Conte turns the Spurs ship around. P.P.S. I'm horny. I think Conte is turning the Spurs ship around. They had a very creditable draw against Liverpool today. What is the sport? Soccer. Okay. I said basketball. That's San Antonio is the Spurs in basketball, right? Yes. Uh, Antonio Conte is the new coach of Tottenham Hotspur. Is that, that's England? Mm Mm-hmm. Tottenham is a neighborhood in North London. Wow. How do you know all about, uh, all about this sport, Miles? About soccer? Yeah. I. He's a soccer boy. Yeah, I follow it very closely. Okay. <laughs> I feel like the question isn't really how, the question is why. But the why has been established earlier. You, we, we understand you are a major, major soccer fan. I'm a fan. huge jock. Yeah. Total. <laughs> total. Chad, now that you can see me, you can see what, an, what a pure athlete I am. Yeah, just, just, just rippling athleticism, just, just oozing out of every pore. Yeah, two buttons popped off his shirt while he was reading that email. I do push-ups as we record the whole time. The whole time. I mean, Miles is way more in shape than Jackie or I in. Miles does do long-distance running stuff and and probably like some exercises, perhaps. Yeah, sometimes. Although, uh, this is more jock stuff, but I have an app called Strava. Have you guys heard of this app? No, what is it? It rings a bell. It's like an app that like logs your running activity. It's like a social network for people who run. Uh, and basically it does sort of like Spotify, like your year in review. Mm. And just like, if you, if you are a new parent and you see what your activity is compared to the previous year, it's just like, oh man. (laughs) It's also COVID, right? Or you're saying even, even counting that. I think even counting that. All right. Well, don't worry. We're not going to excuse it for you. You should get off your ass. I'm trying. Bring that baby around. Bring that baby baby around <laughs> that's right it's my new slogan for getting parents off the couch thanks for writing in emilio uh jackie do you want to read this one from silen yes this email is from silen subject line uh another non-jojo subject hello jjb pod crew 
How are you, you all doing? This is my second email to you guys, so I'm keeping my promise so far. Firstly, I wanted to thank you guys for last week's advice. It really helped. Really? Okay. I was like, did it help? <laughs> okay. <laughs> about, how, about how to stay occupied at a job where they can't use headphones. While going through the pod's non-JoJo-related episodes, I stumbled across one with Mark and Jackie where the movie Spider-Man 3 was brought up. Mark was trying to argue that it was a good movie and Jackie the opposite. I myself thinks, think it's a fan, fantastic movie. Uh, but I wanted to get Miles' opinion on it and also ask you guys to rate all the Spider-Man movies from best to worst. To keep this email JoJo related, do you guys think if Spider-Man was a stand user, his stand would be similar to Jolene's? Uh, thanks all for this week. Uh, love y'all. Oh, sorry. That's all for this week. Love y'all. P.S. I'm very horny for the new Spider-Man movie. I have already seen it three times in theaters. Wowie. Wow. That's crazy. I have not been keeping up with Spider-Man. Thanks for writing, Siler. I haven't I've seen... I've only seen the Toby ones. Me too. I, I, I think I, that's true for me too, I've, except I, I've seen clips. I've seen the... Well, and, I, and, we, and I've and seen um, the Miles Morales one, the Enter the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Enter yeah. The, yes, I've seen that. That one's really good. Um, and of the new kid, who's the new... Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Of him, I've only seen when he's appeared in other Marvel movies that like for some reason someone invited me to go see like... Wow. Avengers or whatever. Jackie is, can is that take what it's or called? leave social interaction. The Avengers? Is that the one with the, all the Marvel Avengers, people? yeah. I don't really care about... Basically, Spider-Man's the only one I care about and I don't really care enough <laughs> to really... You should have just walked in and like like an hour and a half into the movie and just been like, I want. I want to see... No I Way Home? I think I want to see the new ones. The, the, the Tom Holland ones. I think they're all named after Home, right? Isn't Are it they? like yeah. Homecoming, No Way Home... I don't know what the first uh, one is. Uh, no, it's a homecoming far from home. Uh, That's when they go to Europe. And then No Way Home is the current one. I I would recommend watching at least the the two other Tom Holland ones before you go and watch the third one. I, I got to go see the third one this past Thursday uh, with my wife. And we both loved it. It's two and a half hours, though, so be prepared. Mm. And there is currently, you know, just to you know date this, um, this recording currently a surge of a um, uh, not uh, not to be a dismissed uh, variant of of COVID going around. So please be careful. Uh, but yeah, it was it was so much fun. It was it was a lot of fun. I cried at least at least twice. Oh wow, Aww. that that's not what I would call fun. When I go to a movie and cry, I don't no, like that I movie gets a good. thumbs down. No, it's good. Nope. I, I like I like feeling things. I only want smiles or I want thrills. Or chills. chills. That's it. <laughs> what I about spills, movie. Mark? Come on. I don't want to talk about spills. It's private. Um, I so I, I I'm boring, and I've only seen the McGuire movies. So I feel like my number one would be probably the first one. I think a lot of people say Spider Man Two is better, but I don't really remember it that well. And I like the beginning superhero movies because I do think, even though like they do origin stories all the time, it is fun to see the different takes on them. And that it's a pretty good. I think it's a good. They do a good job with the origin story. Yeah, because Spider-Man's also like, he's like you. He's a teenager. He's kind of a nerd. But then, whoa, now look. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then, like, I, I do like Spider-Man 3, but it is a it is a bad movie. I just think parts of it are very funny. And uh, some of it is fun. Uh, and then the Garfield movies I've seen pieces of, including uh, where an important female character dies and it's like uh, it's kind of brutal so i was like hmm oh i might have seen i might have seen is gwen stacy in that i don't know 
Okay. Yeah. I think Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy. I saw one where Emma, where there was, I was excited to see you. Well, actually, no, at first they didn't tell you her name and I thought it was Felicia Hardy and that's who I want to see in a movie, but I don't think oh. they put her, I, they haven't put her in anything yet as far as I know. Um, but I'm going to, my number one that I'm going to rank is going to be the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s because that's my favorite version of Spider-Man. That's, that's not a movie. That's not a movie. It's, a, it's an entire, but you know, if you, if you marathon all of it, it's like a really, really long movie. It's like a 12 hour movie. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> and it has like the weird Clone Wars stuff at the end that they weren't able to like really wrap up, I think. Oh, okay. It was weird. <laughs> Good. They had their own like metaverse. Thing. I think it, like it got canceled like before they could wrap up like yeah. one, one of the main storylines. But it there was, was a still weird good. clone saga in the Spider-Man comics. Yeah, I, I think every superhero has had that hmm. that kind of clone thing. Superman after he died, there were a bunch of like Superman wannabes. Like Bizarro Superman at one point, I think tried to step in for Superman. Steel was a thing. Uh, Batman had a. Uh, uh, Jean-Claude Valley, I forget his name. He stepped in, but he was too mean. They've I don't know. They're not clones, I guess. No. But Batman has done some weird shit. No, the clone stuff is like there's alternate realities and there's different Spider-Man and there's man spiders and there's like <laughs> Well, bat Batman has Batmite, Man Bat. Um I don't okay. have a third thing. I wish I did. It would have made the rhythm better on that. But uh cue Talia writing in. Um mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Thanks again, Silent. Wait, 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 Miles. What? Do you want to rank them? <laughs> we've all we've all only seen the Toby Maguire. Is it just one, two, and three? Is that the order for the Toby Maguire? No, I one? go two, one, three. Okay. Okay. Actually, but the Spider Verse one is is my favorite. Oh, that's true. Okay, so that I would put that one as number one. So me too. Okay. So so it's really Spider Verse, then one, then two, three. Okay, I guess I'll well, go. For me, it's two, then one, then three. All oh, right, right, right. Whatever. For me, I guess I'll go, let's let's say one, two, Spider-Verse three. Okay, fine. Wait, Chad, you've seen more of them than us. I've seen everything except for the Garfield movies. The, the Garfield ones are, are my, <laughs> Too are much my lasagna. one blank spot. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I was like, what the hell does that have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if, if I'm ranking stuff, I, I honestly, I would probably put, not, not, to, not to be spoilers or anything, but the most recent... Um, Spider-Man, honestly, he's what I kind of picture Spider-Man being. He's he's a young kid. He's you know doesn't know when to shut up, and you know gets in over his head because he's trying to be good because he he effed up like earlier in life and he's trying to like make things right now. So, but the Toby ones are great. Um, the Toby ones are my are are my my wife's favorites out of the whole bunch because that's you know the, that was so many people's modern introduction to Spider-Man. You know, if you didn't read comics, you you knew about Spider-Man, but everything that you kind of have as your your baseline is was kind of set there. So everything there has just been a variation. Um, and it's funny, Jackie, that you mentioned the the old '90s cartoon show because that show had a hand in creating what would result in the Spider-Verse being made. Really, the guy who was the voice actor for Spider-Man in that show—I can't remember his name. He did a great job. He was the voice of Noir Spider-Man in the mm. like, three, uh, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era game called Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, which had oh. a whole bunch of Spider-Man voice actors coming back to play different Spider-Man. And that was the first time they explored the idea of 
multiple dimensions of different Spider-Mans coming together. And that then turned into a comic series, which then resulted in, hey, let's make a movie. Very cool. And he got, yeah. Chad, you're a nerd about uh, about voice actors. Why is that? I, I just, for some for some reason, I can't get over how, how neat it is that people can portray all these different characters, but they're still the same person. You know, and, and the range that some people have is just insane. Like, there was a there was actually a voice connection a couple weeks back when you guys were watching Ronmo and Half that I wanted to point out that um, uh, Mark's favorite uh, Taki oh God Koyasu Takehito Koyasu Taki, dang it that's right man boy man name anyway so he if you guys end up watching up later on he shows up in that show but as a very non uh, non Dio adjacent type voice he plays a shrunken little old man. Mm-hmm. who spends 90% of his screen time trying to like steal panties and or grope breasts. <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, man. <laughs> that so, that sounds like something yeah. that might happen in Ranma. Yeah, so so honestly the 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 real like the what keeps drawing me to all this is the fact that these people have all this range and we got to see some of that too in in Wreck where you know this one actress was doing all these different voices and that's expected because you can't just be unless you you establish yourself as this you know i am the the you know the deep voice guy i'm going to always do a deep voice that's what you hire me for i'm not going to do anything else that's that comes with experience and with establishing yourself but when you're just getting work you got to have range or else you're not going to get work that makes sense yeah i was reading an interview with i think with kira buckland fairly recently where she said that uh she doesn't feel like she's been typecast which is good mm um, and I'm sure that like in the English language dubbing community, especially back then, I don't know about now, but it used to it seemed like it was a very small world. So I feel like, yeah, you probably had to have range because, yeah, they could call you for anything. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it used to be like anime cons, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was. I feel like it would always be the same like voice guests there. It was yeah. always like the same handful of people that would do voices. Yeah. Um, I think they're still around for the most part. Anyway. This email is from Pamela. The subject line is, that is a huge butt. Also, Jotaro is here. (laughs) Hey there, JJB pod. What an amazing episode that was. I can feel myself falling back into my Jojo addiction. Introducing Jongali A, aka Juicy John. I refuse to be (laughs) mature about this. He is really good looking though. I love his character design. Seeing how much Jolene misses her mom makes me sad. I want to see them talk at least once. Uh, The fact that she's willing to ignore the warning she received because it could have been her mom... Uh, breaks my heart. It's nice to see a Jojo showing love for their parents. Speaking of parents, Daddy Jotaro is here and he looks like he just turned 25 even though he should be in his 40s. That is a giant hat. It feels like it's alive and it keeps growing with each shot. It's probably a stand. (laughs) David Production really didn't need to make it that gigantic and alluring, but they obviously want you to look at it. I am referring to both Jotaro's hat and Juicy John's assets. I wish Jotaro was I wish Jotaro was nicer to his daughter though. Juicy John is here to remind us that even though we are in a stone ocean, it will always be Dio's world. It's funny how people are still trying to get revenge for him. P.S. Jotaro is hot. That's it. Willy Wonka hat and all, he still looks so good. P.P.S. Oh my god, that is a giant butt. I saw spoilers on Twitter and I thought it was edited to look bigger, but no, it wasn't. Feels great to have Jojo back. Question. Does Jotaro being a bad dad surprise you or is that something you would have predicted? Uh... I would have predicted Wait, that. But is Pamela horny? Yes. I can't tell. Uh, for sure. I don't think 
that she needed to write anything about that. I, Pamela I, likes <laughs> bigs, bigs, bleh, likes bigs butts, <laughs> big butts, and she cannot lie. <laughs> That's fair. We all noticed it. Yes, and for yes, sure. We're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna spend some time talking about it when we go over the episode. I've yeah, I have things to say. I don't have much specifically to say except trying to come up with with pun names mm. for for John Golly. But um, I like the Ju- Juicy John is a good Juicy John is a good nickname. Pretty good. good nickname. <laughs> but yeah, Jotaro being a bad dad makes sense to me. He's terrible to his mom when he's younger. Uh, his dad was not around. He was off blowing into the saxophone. Mm. Um, that's true. So that's he, true. He doesn't have an example. Well, we also know that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all bad dads all the way down to you know Joseph, Joe Star going off and sleeping with another woman. That's bad husbandry technically, but mm-hmm. probably also. Well, he wasn't there for the kid that I guess he didn't know he had. Right? He didn't know he. Well, had. he wasn't there for Josuke. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if he knew. Uh, yeah. I don't think Holly had a problem. Jonathan's dad uh, liked Dio better and then got murked. <laughs> um, George Joestar II uh, died. I think uh, Jonathan's dad is probably the best dad, though. He was actually mm. there more, wasn't he? I mean, I don't think George II really did anything bad. I mean, he died. He got killed. So I don't think he was around for Joseph. Yeah. And I think Joseph I was good to Holly. He wasn't good to Josuke. Right. But yeah. In, in defense of Jotaro, I would say that his experiences having to come up against the forces of Dio and his, you know, apparently boundless passion for marine biology and starfish have worked to pull him away from being able to be an active participant dad and basically, you know, foisting everything on his wife and letting her kind of, you know, handle things, basically trusting that she'll handle things and that her, his, his daughter will, like he, you know, turn out to be okay. So she'll, she'll survive, which she was more or less right. She held her own as far as things go, you know? So, you know, but that's, yeah, probably he, he's still a bad though. Yeah. I mean, she I'm did not, get, not ar- she got arrested at age 14. Which and, is he, not and he's great. just like, I need to go look at starfish. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> also, my face is fucking weird right now. Um, we'll not, talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. What? Okay. There. I feel like there's things to comment on here. Uh, just juicy butts. And yeah, I think Jotaro's hat. This is so far like Jotaro just looks worse to me every time I see him. <laughs> I really. I That's as- how he ages. I associate him with like early mid nineties Araki drawing style. Mm-hmm. So as he becomes like a little bit smaller, a little bit softer, the way Araki's drawings in general have, it's harder for me to keep seeing him change because mm-hmm. he's like a constant. Like Joseph ages like crazy, and mm-hmm. then is gone. But Jotaro like has been through you know whatever it is the early like nineteen ninety whatever the fuck all the way ten years later into two thousand. And his fashion gets worse. I liked his fucked up school jacket. It's just black. But then it's like, okay, he can't be, he can't always be wearing a school uniform. Then he's wearing white in part four. And I think some of the emblems got bigger. And then part five and six, it's like, what are you doing now? Now you're calling attention those to yourself. pants. What are those pants? The pants, the pants are a lot. Having Jojo up and down both sleeves is a little much. I think he looks cool. I don't know. And his, his, <laughs> his hair does seem to be taking over the hat. Yeah. 
It feels like, like, what's that Star Wars line? That's like, he's more machine than man now. It's like, he's more hair than hat now. Mm. Just slowly, eventually it's going to just be like Josuke's pompadour you slap on your head <laughs> or something. It's always good to see him back again, though. I also saw the the butt, like the, the screenshot of that, I guess, as some meme that I maybe, I don't remember if I understood it or not at the time. But I did, and I also thought it was like, I was like, is that Photoshop? Like that, not Photoshop, but like I thought like somebody just like blew it up, you know? Yeah, and I, I read- And then, and then, the, and then it, it shows up on screen. I'm like, well, that's it. There it is. I read the manga chapter again today. And In the, the manga, is it a big juicy booty? I think they made it a little bit bigger for the TV show, but it's definitely a big butt. Mm. There's a few weird- No, you know what? There's one weird Jolene frame where her butt is is really popping. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, he's got he's got a big butt. John Golly's got 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 that wagon in uh in the comic as well. Okay. Hmm. Um so far I've yet to figure out if it helps with his uh anyway. Moving on. On a related note, the subject line of this email from Kenny is Good Lord that ass. <laughs> hey guys, it's me again. So first off, I wanted to talk about Stone Freeze powers because Jackie didn't seem to think they were very interesting. Powers in Part 6 are less powerful, but more versatile in general. Less punchy, more smarty. And that is more back to the roots of JoJo's, like Joseph, who had to use his weapons and wits to fight a bunch of all-powerful foes. He even beat ACDC with a long string and a trick. The stakes are way higher with a weaker stand. Jolene can't just revive or save her fallen comrades like Jorno or Josuke did. If somebody dies, he is dead. I like that a lot. And BT-dubs, they sing, don't stop beating them up at the end of the OP. I figured it out. <laughs> I was wondering. I also uh, was hearing "Don't the uh, can't stop beating a man" or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I heard "Don't stop bleeding." No. Mm. Oh. Anyway, let's move over to the latest episode. Just in case, if you wondered if it's possible to poison someone with money, I did the math on it. Uh, I don't know if that's common knowledge over the big pond, but, but I didn't know it. A quarter dollar is made from ninety-one percent copper, nine percent nickel, and weighs five point sixty-seven grams. Jolene put a quarter of a quarter in Blondie's drink, so 1.42 grams of metal with 1.29 grams of copper in it. You can get diarrhea by eating just 15 to 75 milligrams of copper, so Jolene used more than enough. The fact that Araki knew that absolutely amazes me, but it's still him, so actually not that surprising. Speaking of Araki, did you notice who... Did you notice how much his drawing style moved from overly masculine body types to more feminine ones? Best example, that thick ass of John Golly. <laughs> God damn you, thick ass boy. <laughs> In all caps. Okay, I've got that out of my system now. Let's finish this mail. It was great seeing Jotaro again back in an actual stand fight, working together with his daughter, figuring out enemy stand powers. That's what JoJo's is all about. Sorry for the long rant. Have a nice week and an even nicer Christmas, Kenny. P.S. <laughs> I don't have to make a pun. You know what I'm horny for. Yeah. Fair I'm amazed, enough. Kenny, that you, uh, thanks for looking that up. Yeah. That's actually what I mentioned uh, that I researched like a little bit too much this week was looking up what makes up a quarter mm. to oh. figure that out. And yeah, I mostly found that you can get poison from ingesting either enough copper or enough nickel, but it seems like what I read was that you would throw up from them. Mm. Um, but if it can also make you shit, I, hey, that doesn't shock me at all. Um, and yeah, by the way, this is, this is. This is not really our Christmas episode, but, you know, this is going to be the episode before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas to anyone who celebrates it. Happy Boxing Day. 
a good noche buena and uh, have a, a wonderful week otherwise, you know? Have a happy Hanukkah too. No, that's way past. It's gone. <laughs> we did uh, that already. Yeah. And then next week will be, I guess it'll be our New Year's episode. Yeah. Next year will be the Kwanzaa episode if you th- think about it. Is it really? Yeah, Kwanzaa starts December 26th. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I always forget all the, the specs on Kwanzaa, how long it lasts. Shout out Kwanzaa's. When it is, how many candles are on, I don't know what to call it. I can't call it a menorah. No. I think that's Hebrew. I don't know much about Kwanzaa is what I'm saying. I know they have different names for each day. No. Oh. And they, I think each day represents a different thing. Maybe that's why they're releasing those Rohan TV drama episodes right at the end of the year. Maybe like one in, oh. each day of Kwanzaa is like a different Rohan character name. There you go. Maybe. Is this insensitive? No. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on, Miles says. Okay, that was Correspondence Corner. You too can be a part of Correspondence Corner if you write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Wait, wait, wait. I need to address my I, my name was specifically mentioned in okay. this email. <laughs> 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 I uh I was not impressed with uh Jolene's power, but after rewatching all the three last three episodes again and reading this email and also reading the email where the spider-man email when <laughs> email when it was like if spider-man had a stand we didn't answer that question by the way but if spider-man had a sta- it stand would it be like jolene's and oh. now that i think about it like you she like that string power can probably like do a lot it already like lets you listen in on faraway conversations and like she can grab things and and cut things up and whatever so she could probably do a lot with, like, it seems like it's a simple power, but, like, she can use it in smart ways. So. Yeah, we saw a new application of it in this episode, actually. Yeah. So She's I'm definitely going to put it up someone's butt, right? <laughs> I think that has to happen. In fact, yeah. I kind of wondered if that's how, I'll talk about it, but I kind of wondered if that's how she made people have to go to the bathroom. Mm. Um, because the comic is a little bit different from the, from the anime around those Ooh, scenes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I could also just decide that that's what she did. That, that you know, much like if you tickle the inside of someone's nose, they have to sneeze. Mm. Uh, the same thing could happen with someone's butt. If you just shoot something up their butt. I guess that's what an enema is. Mm. Should we keep talking about this? <laughs> I think so. Uh, anyway, uh, this is a great transition to our Patreon. If you would like to support this. Speaking of butts. This filthy uh, podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and support us there. For either $1 a month or $3 a month. It's very simple now. Um, either way, you get access to our Patreon feed, which includes the occasional extra bit of content. Uh, either just extra bits we deleted from the pod or some random video or uh, takes on music from other anime and Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter. And for $3, it's the same thing, but we will thank you out loud on the podcast like this so thank you to ken baron kasoon caleb lord zendar jumbo katie bloof nocturnal kenny kaden nick austin tim tyler martin michael christian (laughs) Did I screw up? No, No, you're doing great. You just had to go back down because you hit Martin and Adipe. I did have to go back down. And Chad. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the no this is the in person thanks. <laughs> so yes, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, we hope you will continue to support us even through 2022. If you can, you don't have to. You know, if you were to support us at a dollar a month, that would only be 12 more dollars for next year. But you don't have to. You could do as many months as you want to. Was that enough vamping? Is everyone good? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Again, that is patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, let's take a quick break. I need some more water. And then we can talk about episode three of Stone Ocean, The Visitor, part one. I'll be back in a moment. Okay, we are back to talk, as stated. We didn't switch. We're not like, you know what? We're going to talk about episode five. No, this is episode three, The Visitor, part one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, the anime. If you didn't know, and you probably didn't, I'm going to nerd out and tell you that this covers chapters 10 to 13 of the manga that came out uh, in the spring of 2000 originally. And uh, my favorite original chapter name is that chapter 10 is called Baseball Boy. Mm. And at the end of chapter 12, Araki, uh, my favorite comment by Araki of the week was, I've been falling over stuff like a kid a lot lately. Fortunately, I don't get hurt, but it's kind of uncool. <laughs> he wrote that. Okay. Um, so how does this episode open? The, I think it starts with an intro. With the, with, there's a recap and then the intro. And I just have a comment here. You mean uh, like the OP as the intro? The OP, the OP. Okay. And I just have a comment. Why are there CDs in the OP? Like why are like CDs just raining all around? I don't have to answer that. Okay. This is 2011, right? Yes. Well, it takes place in 2011, but it came out in 2000. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so he assumed CDs would continue on. Yeah. And false, wrong, incorrect. Well, 2011, you might still burn a CD. I did I? No, I don't know if I did in my second or third year in college. Everything was on USBs for me. You know what? Now that I think about it, the OP I think actually ends with "Don't stop burning CDs." I think that's don't what she's saying. Don't stop yeah. believing. <laughs> burning. I don't know. Um. So the beginning actually starts with well after after the OP. Um. Jolene voiceover is talking about her power, and she's talking about how like she has uh, a, a range, a far range of. Uh, I forget. What she. I don't think she says the far said. range, but her close range is, is two, two and a half meters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the bundled reach. The clump. Uh, the clump. Uh, and the long range loses power. So long, longer range, like, but but it loses power when it's longer range. But then, like, when it's uh in the bundled form, it is uh more powerful. So she explains that. Um, and she says something about how she wants to get out using the power, but she can't right now. Like she says, she yeah, can, can't break the iron bars. Yes. But she wants to get out. And then she waits for the phone. And there's that scene. Yes. This is a fun scene that I do think is probably based in in reality of like Araki's research on prisons where they're at the pay phones. And I mean, well, I think the bribing, like lending and, and, and bringing, lending and collecting payment is probably reality. People using phones, I think we established that this is sort of a weird prison model that Araki has where it's like maximum security level four, but you're free to walk around and do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> uh, so I don't know about people lining up for pay phones in jail. It's usually like probably scheduled and they just bring you to a phone. But mm. also you're, you're, you are like 
charged like usurious rates to use the phone. Is that true? Yeah, it's like there's one provider for basically all of the phones in prison and they charge you like absurd amounts. It's 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 not okay. That's great. Just great. Um but I do think that the concept here of like hey, if someone asks to lend you a dollar, if someone asks you to lend them a dollar, like you better make sure they pay up or else they're all just going to come to you and they're going to bully you into lending more money and they're not going to pay you back and they're going to take advantage of you. Uh, which is basically what happens in this scene with uh, a nice kind of friendly return from Guess or Gwess. Um, and uh, I think everything she says is, is, is turned, turns out to be true. Uh, well, we don't know everything, but it seems like she was right. Because at first, when she told Jolene about, like, you shouldn't even lend her a dollar, uh, I thought maybe it was some kind of trick. I thought Guess was going to fuck up Jolene's life again. I like how Gwess is now a friend. Like it's uh, it's, it's a fo- classic JoJo. It fa- follows the model of like you defeat them and now they're a Joe bro. <laughs> right, but you, but you, I guess, do you appreciate then that Jolene was like, "Hey, I told you we're done. Get the fuck away from me." Unlike Koichi, who was just like, "What's that? You tried to kill my family? What's up, dude?" I think that the people that um, I think even if. Jolene is now friends with Gwes. Like, I think Jolene being friends with Gwes still makes more sense than Koichi because there was no, I don't know. I mean, she tried to get her killed. Yeah. Yeah, but she beat her up. But she beat her up and now she submits to her. She's like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. I get it. She showed that she's not a candy ass. Yeah, I guess that's jail. And also you're in, and also you're in prison now. So like you you don't have a lot of options on like who can be your friend. And so. their cellmates, yeah. Yeah, and their cellmates. I think so. she calls her Selly in the dub. Yeah. Actually, which I thought was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, but back to the phone call, because you kind of skipped ahead a little bit. Um she so she she a girl asks for money, she lends her the money, and uh, uh then she tries to then Jolene tries to go to a, a payphone that becomes available and someone else is like, Hey, it was my turn. And they kind of have a little fight about it. And she learns from this person that uh, there needs to be reservations in order to use the payphones. Months in advance. But where, where, how do you get a reservation? No one explained that. I, yeah, I don't. The Mater D. I I don't, I don't know if the idea (laughs) was you make the reservation with the jail. I don't think so because we don't see anybody doing it. Is, is there like one person in the jail who's like a bookie for phone schedules? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was also wondering if maybe it's bullshit. Like maybe she just said that. It didn't seem like anybody was like regulating like, oh, hey, it's not your turn. You know what I mean? Like, because otherwise you could just like beat someone up and take their spot. Which she probably could have. Yeah. But yeah, there was no like, she didn't pull out a clipboard that was like, see, this is dated October. Right. I did it. Um, So I was wondering if maybe she is just being taken advantage of. I mean, also considering that this is the same character as the lunchroom, it could possibly just be, I think so. I mean, there, there's not that many people of color characters that are in this arc so far, and she looks exactly like the the lunch lady, and 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 so I'm pretty sure maybe it's just a matter of like just you know coughing up some some BS so that um the you know the person who does end up coming and just says like hey uh, I'll buy your spot for twenty bucks, uh it, it's gotta be just you know mm. people just being just. It's, there's got to be so much stuff. Otherwise, yeah, there's nobody regulating anything. So how would any of it even work? Yeah, and she does say, once again, that puzzling phrase here where she's like, it's one of the seven wonders of this prison. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Like, um, I didn't think that they were the same person, but it actually makes sense that they are because it did sound like it was like a continuation from, she was like, this is another one of those seven wonders of prison. I'm like, why are you, like, why is she talking like she's already had a conversation with her? She's trying to make fetch happen. Is basically what she's doing. <laughs> she's just being like the seven wonders. And we're like, yeah, we get it. Just make the mashed potatoes, please. Um, yeah. So that so, yeah. yeah, Jolene wants to call her mom. She can't because it's a really long time and whatever. So then Guest tells her this whole thing about how you have to get people to pay you back, and she's sweet and I like her. Guest, I really like. She's my fave. One she's of good. My faves. And she's like, get her to pay you back ASAP or world word will get out that you're soft. And she kind of um, points to this uh, really short, like young looking girl who With tiny eyes is getting bullied um, and people are asking her to give them money. Um, and it's like, you'll be like her. And, you know, once you're out of money, you'll be for and she says this Quest says this once you're out of money, you'll be forced to give your body and even your mind. And I'm like, what does that mean? Your mind? <laughs> you know you know what it means what does they're that gonna, mean they're gonna take they're gonna rent little places in her mind and she's just gonna have to think of them <laughs> all the time i don't know i don't know what it means i'm curious to see how Gwess is like i want to see her powers again because i liked them mm. yeah, i don't remember if they do come back because it's been a long time since i read the comic but uh yeah i want to see lots of other hollowed out tiny animals <laughs> and people being shrunken. Well, that's not part of the power. She could just shrink people when they're. Being oh annoying. yeah. Okay. Well, I'd like yeah. to see. She Guess can hollow skills. people out whenever she wants. <laughs> that's no. true. Yeah, that's apparently her talent. The power is just shrinking them in there. There you go. That's often what the show is is really good with is people who have like very high skill levels at certain things and then combining them mm-hmm. with uh, the stand. Although that sometimes I'm trying to think of an example where they don't have high skills, but they combine it. I'm trying to think if like. Uh, if like, what's the one that that changes that 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 makes the, your tongue speak? What's that one? Uh, uh, talking heads. Talking head. Yeah, Tiziano or Squalo. I forget who's who. Like, if that one was really like, if they were really bad at lying and they just instead had them say stupid shit and got their stories mixed up. But uh, anyway. Um. By the way, one of the listeners referred to um the girl, the blonde girl that uh borrows money. One of the listeners in the email re- referred to her as Blondie. Is that her name? No. Oh, okay. I don't know that she has a name. Okay. I think that's just a nickname they gave her. Because Blondie, Blondie's a, an artist. Yeah. Debbie Harry. Yeah. Also an actress. She acted in a few things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess, so this person doesn't have a name. Um, it would be fitting because Blondie has that song, Call Me. Oh, yeah. Hey. She also has a heart of glass, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Who knows what this show could bring? Maybe at some point... Jolene hits her and she just dies. Her heart Debbie so Harry's fragile. from New Jersey. Is that true? Where in New Jersey? She's from Hawthorne, I think. What? Yeah. Why did I make that sound? Who cares? <laughs> You're like, yeah, Hawthorne? <laughs> Born in Miami, Florida. What are you talking about, Miles? Oh, raised in Hawthorne, New Jersey. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so... So the girl Blondie, we're calling her Blondie now. Sure. She's in the she's in the uh, library, like reading a book, and she's like, "Oh, this is a what?" It, she says, "Like, oh, this is a classic or something." Like, "Oh, this is supposed to be really good." And then uh, Jolene is like, "Give me back my money." Um, and she's like, "Hey, it's just a dollar." At first, she's sweet. At first, she's like, "Oh, 
oh yeah i'll pay you back later and then jolene is like no you got to pay me back now i saw you go back to your room you have no intention of paying your your not your room it's not a room it's a, it's a <laughs> you, cell. you went back to your suite on the you penthouse. went back to your dorm yeah. and you didn't pay me back <laughs> this is like a call it's basically a college kind of yeah <laughs> or like a boarding school um and so yeah then they they like yell at each other and stuff and uh, she's and uh no they don't really yell at each other though blondie yells at her Bl- blondie yells at her for it's like hey what are you with some kind of cheapskate i'll pay you back um and she's like also i could use some more money she's like oh can you let me ten dollars uh and she also like when she's asking her for more money she's like oh can i can you let me ten dollars so that i can pay my friend whatever whatever she like puts her arm around jolene and squeezes her pigtail did you see that oh yeah yeah yeah. that was a really weird move it's like what why are you playing with it oh wait a minute i thought it was i think i know why she did that Okay. Because when uh, Hermes was talking about how to get money into the prison, mm-hmm. didn't she talk about one oh, of the things you can yeah. do is put money in your hair? <gasps> maybe. So maybe she's feeling up her pigtail like a like a weirdo. Nonetheless, that's still a weird thing. Maybe she's like, "Isn't this where you keep your money? Isn't this your money?" I, huh? See. Huh? I thought she was being rude. I thought she was. I mean, being, no, like, she was being rude too. I mean, absolutely. Like, how dare you touch me? Um, but anyway, so we find out. Uh, uh, I don't know. Moments later, uh, Blondie really needs to use. Oh, no. Okay, wait. Sorry, I'm getting. I'm getting in. No, we wrong see. Order. We see Jolene walk away. Jolene walks away, and she and you see that she like broke a nickel with her string, and you're like, "What is this all about?" Um, Jolene goes to the bathroom, and then Blondie really needs to use the bathroom, and she's like knocking on the on the bathroom door, and Jolie's in there, just like, "What was she doing?" In my head, she's playing on her phone. She's but sitting. She wasn't doing uh, that. <laughs> she's playing games on her phone. <laughs> she's sitting on top of the toilet, like the like the lid is closed, and she's reading a book. She's reading a book. Okay. Just chilling, just vibing in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so the girl says that that she'll give her ten dollars if. You know, shift you open the door because Jolene was like, I'm not going to open it. She's desperately like pounding on it. Yeah. And Jolene's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about paying me back. Take your time. And she's kind of like, no, I need the bathroom right now. Yeah. So this nickel thing I did not know was was a thing. Was it a nickel or was it a quarter? It's a quarter. Whatever it was. But quarters are mostly copper and quoted in nickel. Also. Uh huh. They're not supposed to bring money. How, How did Jolene have a quarter? I, yeah, I don't know if she already had it or maybe Hermes gave it to her. But yeah, it's like no one's maybe, visited her. Or maybe maybe her string like spider grabbed it. <laughs> you know, like spider maybe, grabbed, she, yep. maybe she grabbed it from somewhere else and then cut it to and then put it in her drink. No, because she also gave Blondie four quarters when Blondie asked for a dollar. Oh. So she has money. Maybe she traded something for it. Okay. Maybe she. She's like, hey, can you break a dollar? And she got four quarters. Or, but or, where'd she get or, the dollar then? Where'd the paper dollar come from? I, th- oh. I think I think the advantage money. is that they try to get everybody to bring in as much money as you can without getting caught so that you have more than whatever you might be getting like as like a like a stipend or allowance. Because I think don't some prisons give if they have like a sponsor on the outside to give them like some money so they can use for like commissary or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe bringing in all this extra cash is so you have that advantage over everybody else who's just depending on their usual like weekly, like here I get like five bucks mm-hmm. you know, versus, you know, like I've got 500 bucks hiding in my boobs. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm set versus everybody else. Yeah. And, and now that I think about it in, again, it's only in the comic, but she does give the barber like 30 bucks to not cut her hair. 
Mm. So, yeah, I guess that Hermes was saying you need to smuggle a lot of money in. You have some cash now, but yeah, they're not going to let you spend it all or people are going to steal it or something. So, yeah, it's possible she had a little bit of money. Um, but in the present here, we see that she's, you know, when she goes away, that she had crushed a quarter and had like, you know, dropped it into this woman's tea or coffee or something. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the woman's like pounding on the door and she's like, I'll give you 10 bucks. Jolene goes sold. Uh, she kicks open the door, which then bashes the woman in the face mm -hmm. uh, to the point where she bleeds. And she's like, oh, sorry. Um, but she lets her in, I think. I don't know if yeah, she says anything she goes in. else. And then she goes up to the lady that we saw being bullied before that Guess was using as an example of prisoners being bullied because they lend people money and they're too nice. And she says, hey, when that lady's done, go in the bathroom because someone else is going to need it really badly next. And it's up to you if you want to take advantage of that situation to get your money back She's or whatever. Like, only you can get yourself out of this. But but not only you because Jolene set the whole thing up for you. To, like, yeah. it's easy. <laughs> I guess this is just like, this is the one time I'm going to help you. And from mm -hmm. then on, it's all you. Because someone helped Jolene as well. You know, someone gave her advice. Mm. And the reason why she says that is because she also poisoned the drink of... Some other random person. This other tough looking lady who has like piercings because she was one of the women smacking the small eyed small lady mm. before. Um, but I have to think like if you're a smaller person and you've been just, you know, beaten up and taken advantage of by these other prisoners for however long that other girl's been in there. If you're camping on the toilet in the bathroom and she's like, let me in there. I got a shit like. She might get money like temporarily, but I think they might just like stomp yeah. the shit out of her later. You know, you got to have like a different character, a different constitution. Also, there's no way a prison would have a bathroom that was just one stall, you know, that was just like one room. Yeah. Right. Like a prison is going to have like a public bathroom that has multiple stalls and you have to like cram in on all yeah. your hearing each other shit and stuff like that. Yeah. And probably seeing it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> the the doors are all broken, so you have to see each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 true that it is weird that they have like a family changing bathroom. Yeah. Or like a handicap accessible <laughs> bathroom, a single occupant stall. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So in the in the manga, the way this scene goes down is pretty much the same, except when the woman threatens her at first and is then like, "Also, could you give me ten bucks?" When Jolene walks away, you just see that stone free has crushed a quarter in her hands. They don't show it going down a thread into coffee. The mm. other the prisoners don't have drinks. So you just see her crushing a quarter and then the girls have to shit really bad. Mm. But because like Jolene introduced her stand in the beginning of the chapter by being like, here's all the specs and it can't break iron bars, but it could crush a quarter. Mm. I thought it was like this thing where it's like, hey, remember she has this stand. But then yeah, somehow made them sick. So maybe she shoved the threads up their butt. Yeah, she tickled their little butts. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or, the inside. Or you could have also gone in their mouth and like, you know, yeah. poked around in there. They'd probably gag before they just... No, nah, it's like, up the butt like Kakuin. Like Kakuin <laughs> on that plane. Um, but that's mm. definitely why they added in the whole coffee being poisoned thing in the anime because in the manga, it is a weird jump. Yeah. From, yeah, her crushing a quarter into dust and then people having to poop. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a fun scene. You know, it's cool because at first when that woman yells at Jolene, she just walks away and you're like, you know, she's chickening out. She's not listening to guests. Mm. But, you know, it's like she she doesn't just fake it. She has her own smart way of fucking with people and getting them to listen to her. 
You know, she doesn't just have to like she didn't have to grab Blondie and be like, no, you listen to me, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm surprised Jolene even knew about that. Like, I don't know. Do most people know about like, OK, if I do that, if I crush a quarter, it'll you know what I mean? Like, why would you ever need to know that? Because I probably figured them. it would make them sick. Yeah. If anything, she probably didn't realize what to what extent. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, they would have just, I don't know, maybe died at the worst case scenario. <laughs> but, but it would but take it, time. Fig- yeah. But you figure you introduce a foreign substance into somebody's drink. There's, there's, mm. it's not going to be a pretty thing at the other end. Still yeah. clever. Yeah. Clever idea. Yeah. And if it was metal, it would probably fuck up your insides. Mm-hmm. Uh, not easy to digest uh okay so then after that scene she tries to get out but the of the library i guess but the bars are uh all closed and so she puts her hands on the bars and is like i open the door i want to get out of here and then she sees a little baseball and she says the baseball boy and he tells her he, he's like dressed up like he's like playing little league. Like he has a baseball hat on and he has a number six on his Jersey. Does, did anyone catch if he had something on the front of his Jersey? Like, does he have a team name or anything? Or is it just like, I think it's just like a generic, like white stripe, just pinstripes. Yeah. I think the hat is a Cubs hat. Miles, does that track to you? Does that look like it's like a red C, right? Yeah, that sounds right. It just, I, I didn't get it because I was like, that's not a Florida Marlins hat. Mm-hmm. So I don't, well, no, it might not be a Cubs hat. I'll keep looking because like a Cubs hat, it's more of a round C. Mm-hmm. So yeah. unless it's a minor league thing. And the the boy says, uh, you will have a visitor. Um, you must not meet them in the visitation room um, You'll or something worse than death will happen. It's very ominous. And what is this all about? What is this all about? And Jolene is like sort of gobsmacked about that. And then uh, something worse than death sticks out to me. Like what? Like what is going to like, is she just going to be tortured for the rest of her life somehow? Like what is happening? Think about what happened to Diavolo and how how Diavolo kind of didn't die. That is just fated to keep dying forever and ever. Mm. It's kind of worse than death. Or uh, think about uh, fucking Wham. Just flying oh, yeah, he's around, like floating in space, still flying around in space, the frozen cars, and ice. Cars, cars. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I was you. like, wham! I was like, ultimate wham! That's right. Hey, only only one guy gets to make Pillar Man mistakes on this recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, just ultimate cars, just freezing in ice. Uh, you know, there's the JoJo villains have met some pretty bad, uh, bad ends. Damn. Okay. So who knows what's in store for Jolene? Because she she does it. She does go into uh into the waiting room into the meeting room but not before some blonde guard that is apparently a man wait 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 what? wait wait! i just want to pause here okay miles do you have any guesses as to what i mean and by guesses i mean like i don't know either but i i just want us to kind of just like make up a backstory for what what is this why is there a boy wearing a baseball uniform with a in rolling around a baseball in the prison and also seems to have like premonition powers like great what's question his, what's his deal it's not a boy it's a grown man okay. named koichi <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> and what's he doing there what is he doing anywhere he's 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 a he's a fame whore he just follows around these jojos because he likes being around them because he has nothing going on of, with for himself and why 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 baseball uh it's a 
it's a popular sport in Japan. Okay. And Florida. And how can And Florida. And how can Koichi uh tell the future or whatever? He's making it up. <laughs> he, he's trying to make friends. He's trying to seem interesting so he makes stuff up. He, I would he never do anything. See the like schedule that. and he's just like, "Ooh, hey, somebody's going to be visiting tomorrow and they're going to see you." Mhm. Maybe. <laughs> and on that schedule afterwards an hour later it, it's like 8 p.m. a fate worse than death. So he yeah. just he just read all that. Because he knows Jotaro already, right? Yeah. Well, Koichi does. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, like, he just follows Jotaro around. <laughs> Chad, do you want to take a guess? He's a loser. Do you want to make your own I mean, backstory up? My, my only thought is that it's 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 got to be, like, maybe he's, like, a projection of somebody else who is in there. Like, he's, like, a some kind of weird two-level stand uh like because i cannot i cannot figure out a reason why there would be a kid and he even himself like this is you know because later on jolene asked why is there a kid in here and it's, i don't know i'm just here just listen this is what's gonna happen <laughs> interestingly i will point out that i think in part five isn't the villain a boy who was he born in jail that's that was gonna be my guess my guess yes. was gonna be it was a the a, the he was born in jail, and I don't know why Dopio. he's wearing a, Well, no, Diavolo, I guess. I forget who it was. I think it's Diavolo was born from a, a prisoner, an imprisoned lady. Yeah, and then when he, when the baby came out, it had like some kind of weird thing, like glowing eyes or something. It was just like awake, and it was speaking. And it was like, <laughs> the fuck you want? Don't spank me. I forget. Yeah, there was something with the baby. I yeah. So maybe either he was born there, but then I don't know why he has the boys into baseball, like why that's a thing. Maybe it's an amazing sport. Maybe, maybe he's from nearby. Like he's okay. So he's on a, he's on like a like the statewide baseball team that like travels, <laughs> you know, to different towns in the state. Um, and he was like, you know, uh, training nearby. They were having a scrimmage game nearby and he his suddenly premonition because he has powers uh and so he had to rush over to the jail and so he snuck himself into the jail and has just been um like hiding in like the sewers and the trash cans and the, and trash the, can. and the alleys and stuff so that he can warn people about the scary things that he knows about <laughs> i like that too i like the idea that he's like in the he's like in the dugout being like, I always play left field, and then he just <laughs> sees somebody being hurt really bad no, in the jail. No, he's on the state team, so he's good. He's, no, he's not like no. if he's he's not stuck in left field. He's like actively somebody has to play balls. left field. He's and... actively catching the the balls or something. He's That's on a great a, attitude, a Mark. He, come on, his and his his power is you know not just premonition. It's also keeping his you know baseball uniform immaculately clean, even though he's hanging out in trash cans and sewers mm. all throughout the prison. That means he's not playing hard. You yeah. don't get that uni dirty. It means you're not hustling. I think he's a bench warmer. He's never had to wash that uniform. <laughs> he's never touched grass. Uh, so yeah, Jolene does meet the specter of a boy who has a baseball and is like, uh, don't go do the thing you want to do because it's bad. And he's like wielding the baseball while he tells her this. Mm -hmm. And then uh, maybe the baseball is part of the power. Maybe it's like a, like a crystal ball, but it's a baseball. Oh. And he sees the future in the ball. Maybe. Or it's how he teleports into into 
small objects and into the jail. He just mm. rolls the ball somewhere and then teleports to it. Mm. Uh, and then the guard shows up that they say is a man, but I thought I thought the guard was a lady with a, a husky deep voice. And Jolene's like frantically at the bars being like, there was a boy here. Like, did you not see what happened to that 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 baseball boy? And the prison, the, the guard just smacks Jolene's hands with uh. He's like, he's like, get your hands off of the bars. And she gets her hands off of the bars. And no, he's like, didn't I tell you to get your hands off the bars? And so she gets, she's like, no, I'm sorry, but can you open the fucking door? And he like beats the shit out of her. He smacks her hand when she gestures again. And then he like pokes her in the neck really hard, like just bludgeons her while she's on the ground. Uh, And then uh, later on, we see Jolene eating lunch or eating food. And uh, the guard is like, oh, sorry about yesterday, but you have a visitor. I'm going to take you uh, to go see. Okay, but before that, but I miss. it cuts from when the cop beats the shit out of her, it cuts to our juicy booty oh, boy. Oh, thank you, yeah. Oh, we almost missed it right there. It's very important. So yeah, the, the, the scene like cuts and it's just like a guy naked in the shower from behind and his butt is very round and it's it's... It's popping out and <laughs> they clearly drew it this way on purpose. It wasn't an accident. It's beautiful. It's distracting because I don't know what his tattoos I are. I had to watch this episode three times and only on the third time <laughs> did I notice what was happening in that fucking scene because I was just thinking about the butt the first you didn't. Time. You didn't notice his drippy jacket? No. What jacket? No. He's wearing a jacket uh, at the time or a shirt. He's not wearing a. She's naked. Well, eventually he puts one. He on puts one when on. He leaves, and his shirt's texture includes like what looks like drippiness, as though like someone painted his shirt and it's dripping. I didn't notice that. He has tattoos, including I think like a a world or an atlas. Mark, how are you not staring at the butt the whole time? How do you <laughs> I, how did you notice any of you? these other details? <laughs> I've I have also read the manga, so you have lots of more time to stop and look okay. at everything in the frame. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's he's showering. He's probably thinking deeply about his thick butt <laughs> and what he can do with it. And then he does this weird thing where like money falls out of his shirt pocket. No, no. Before that, one thing that I didn't I didn't notice until the third time watching it because <laughs> obviously I didn't notice anything was um he you know he's showering. He turns off the shower and then he starts to kind of feel around the walls to oh. find it, like I forget what he was finding, but like. He was feeling around the shower because he can't see. And you also, you see his eyes that he had, they're, they're like white, like he has, like he's blind. Cataracts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like feeling around the shower. And then that's when he drops, uh, as he's trying to put on his clothes, he drops a $10, a $10 bill. But then he like kind of catches it within his shoe by like, I don't know, kicking his shoe right in the place where the bill was dropping. Yeah, it's awkward, but I think it's supposed to foreshadow his stand ability. Yeah. That he can tell when things move in space, which we'll get to. Mm. But yeah, it is weird that it's like, it looked like the money fell out of his shirt, but then it fell into his shoe. Yeah. In the manga, there's also a cutout thing here where outside of his shower, because he's in the men's area, there's three or four dudes playing cards and then wind blows their cards away. Mm. And they're like, oh shit, how many cards were there? We got a whatever, whatever. And Jung, this character, is thinking to himself, like, there's 52 cards. They have 51. There's another one stuck to someone's shoe or stuck to mm-hmm. someone's boot or something. And then they do notice. They're like, oh, hey, there's a card, uh, you know, hey, the last card's on your pant leg or down by your shoe. 
So again, I think that's foreshadowing his ability to know when things have moved mm-hmm. in space. Um, but yeah, it's it it also is confusing because it's like he dropped a dollar, ten dollars into his shoe, and someone else outside had cards blown away. One of them got stuck to their foot. I don't know. Mm. I, I understand why they got rid of it. Uh, and then a prison guard comes up and wait, 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 whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. Whoa, let's whoa, just whoa, pause whoa. in this moment and see if anyone okay. else has anything to say about. The shower scene, putting on his clothes. Okay, I was going to do that after, but but that's okay. fine. What what are your guys' thoughts on ass? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all. I don't know. Maybe your they, maybe they noticed something that butt. we didn't mention. I just I just hope that Araki drops a workout routine at some point. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if if this is probably aspirational for Araki. I don't. I mean, aspirational, aspirational, aspirational. He probably has like a fictional workout for this guy, but it includes like insane exercises done thousands of times a day. I have more ass comments. If no one That's else, a good I, I have comments. No, um, oh wait, no what? Okay, fine, go ahead. Go ahead. You're more important. So no, you, you go, you get go to ahead. Go for... You go ahead, Mark. Okay, I have said that we, you know, we learned that this this prison's this this prison this person's name is Jong Galley A. And looking at his butt, I decided his name could be Donk Alley A. And the A stands for ass? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, it could also be John Fatty A. Okay. And John Galley A-S-S. Okay. Is the last good. one. I, I thought that one good was stuff. good. Um, I wrote, this guy got? has an apple bottom. But, um, oh yeah, just that, I, I it feels like with this scene, there's like more fan service for people that like men <laughs> than like all the women that we've seen because I, th- I think like i don't know it didn't feel like super fan servicey like we haven't seen anybody's like butt yet we right? saw jolene like bent over during the uh yeah the, the but you don't really scene. see anything yeah. it's not like this where there's just like all that the, all that you see is a is just a butt that's all the, you it's, see. it's a man in the there shower. were other elements in the frame you just weren't <laughs> noticing them he had like five Eyes tattoos up here Why? buddy <laughs> Why did they do this? Because the scene seems like an important scene to establish. Like, like the character design is cool. That is something that I noticed. But like, I don't know. Like, they put some things just so distracting in the first scene with this character. Like, it's easy to miss all the detail. It's a very funny thing to do. I think it's not. I don't think it's ancillary to his character. I think this is. It's. He's he's a butt guy. Okay, it's important. I don't know. When, I th- when you think of him, you want you think. He's a butt guy. I hope someone comments on it. I think that maybe we <laughs> like have... he walks by in jeans and they're like, "Damn, damn." <laughs> yeah, like like when you think of Jennifer Lopez, you think of her butt. When mm-hmm. you think of this man, you think of his butt. It's a defining part of his character. I, I think see. it might be how he like steadies his sniper rifle. Like he runs <laughs> like the barrel of the rifle between his cheeks, mm. and then <laughs> is able to snipe people that way. Very non-traditional prone position for for firing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um. He just clenches to pull the trigger. Look, you can't argue with results. I can't imagine I would want to die from someone who shot me using their ass as like a gun rest or something, but I might also be like, I'm impressed while mm-hmm. bleeding to death. Do you think it... Okay, I thought a shirt was covered in dicks. <laughs> That's what you thought the drippiness was? Yeah. That's interesting. I'll have to look again at this character design because I just thought it was like, I'm wearing fucking smudgy, oily clothes. That- that shirt has a lot of pockets, though. If you notice, when his $10 bill falls out, there's other pockets that apparently those penises things are, like, uh, the tops of or something. But oh, but I was actually just thinking about this. I think the reason why we see him butt naked ah, uh, at the beginning of when we were interested in him and 
you know, we see him feeling around. We're supposed to see this guy as like he's there's some amount of um he's not like 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 he's almost like fragile. It's like, hey, this guy is, you know, oh he's not he's not dangerous. This guy is, you know, he's whatever. He's a he's just a JoJo character with with weird things. He's not dangerous because he's a blind guy feeling around naked. So he's mm-hmm. so vulnerable in that very moment. But of course, you know, we're distracted by the the butt. But, you know, maybe he's going to be the big villain. I mean, who knows? Yeah, it does make sense. I think that's when you're most vulnerable uh, in general for most people is when you've accidentally gotten shampoo or something in your eyes and then you're feeling around for the towel. Mm. When you're naked and wet and blind. Yeah. Just remember that everybody is that way at least one time in their lives. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It looked like you actually stopped and thought about it, Jackie. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about how like, in wow. prison there's like the, you, you know, don't drop the soap and like you have to be very careful in the, like it's 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 a joke that people make, but it's also a serious thing that happens to people like men get raped in prisons. Um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. no, 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 no. What was I, I? I lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was going to say about that. Oh, oh, just, just thinking about that butt. Stuff. Just that, like, you need to be very careful when you're showering in a prison. You know, as in the men's prison specifically. Um, if you're listening from prison, please write in. By the way, and it seemed like he was by himself. Like he had the shower all to himself. Um. I don't know what that means. Maybe he's, he's like, we know that he has kind of special privileges. Yeah. We somehow. know he's, he's, we know he has money. We learn more eventually later. Yeah. Let's finish the shower thing. So, cause you know, somebody with that booty <laughs> is all the, all the guys are going to be like chasing after him in the men's prison, you know? I think but they he just got, do it to get, anybody who's weak, but really. But he gets to shower alone. Yeah. But we know he has money. Let me, let yeah. me talk about that okay, because fine. We, the, we can move on. The way the shower scene ends is he gets dressed incorrectly and the a guard is like hey there's a visitor coming but not for you it's next door he means the women's uh, mm. side of the prison and John Gali gives him this trick $10 bill that he has or whatever and then he's trick? I mean just the way it dropped in his shoe perfectly or whatever. <laughs> and then when he's leaving how, how did he know it was $10 if he can't see I don't know technically all bills weigh different uh, amounts did you know that no. every bill has its own weight off by a few different grams that way you can count them in money counter machines Mm. um but when he's leaving the you know he gives the guard the money and the guard's like oh by the way your pants are on backwards and the camera indeed tilts down for you to see that his fly is on his backside Mm. which maybe is intentional maybe his butt needs that extra bit of room (laughs) it needs the space or he wants to show people his butt somehow but if not that how do you put on your pants backwards I'm sorry. I do not. I I am not blind. I do not live with with that every day of my life. But I think that even in the dark, I would know if my pants were on backwards. Because part of the pants he chose to do it. Yeah. It maybe they just cut before he's like, I want it that way. This is the mm-hmm. style. This is a JoJo comic. That's what I do. I think it's supposed to suggest, or it's Araki kind of being like, is he dangerous and threatening, or is he a guy who can't see and so he makes mistakes? Mm. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, I guess it's like this is his weakness. Like he can do so much, but he still makes little mistakes. And so next, what happens is the prison guard confronts Joe, like starts taunting Jolene, and she has like bandages on her hand, and and he's like, "You got a visitor." And so he like drags her out to where he like 
he makes her stand on and wait somewhere like in front of the visitation room and he tells her all these rules including like you can't you can hold hands you can't kiss or get naked right in the comic he says because that's how you would be able to transfer items between each other okay uh (laughs) whereas here he's just like you're only allowed to bring stuff in or whatever whatever because yeah it doesn't make sense for a, a prison guard to be like no touching because that's how you could smuggle stuff in. Like, yeah. why would you tell prisoners yeah. how to do that? Right. You don't have um, to give them a reason. They're prisoners. Yeah. I'm going to try to move move on, move on, a little bit quickly now because okay. then, like, there's a bunch of weird detail here with, with, with the, the next scene. But ultimately, yeah, Jolene does get into the visitation room. Well, the, the boy's in the trash and he warns her again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that the is boy's actually in the not trash. worth skipping. He's, he tells her again, there's something more fearsome than death and it's happening in this prison. Um, and he tells her not to go in there. But then he gives her a bone? Yes. <laughs> He's like, well, if you do need to go there, uh, you take this, it should protect you. What do we think this bone is? I found out by reading the comic. Okay, don't oh. tell us. What do you think this bone is, Jackie? I don't know. Maybe it's his stand. Miles? <laughs> I have no idea. Chad, do you know? It, I I was trying to look at, I, like, I paused it for a second just to see what kind of weird shape this was. I cannot figure out where this would fit on a human, and yeah. why mm. would you be carrying on a human bone? I have an so idea. So it's got to be maybe some kind of animal bone, yeah. I think. I just thought of something. This kid has premonition powers, so it's probably like she's going to need that. She's going to need very specifically that bone in a future scene that, like she can't foresee obviously like you like you wouldn't know she wouldn't know that she's going to get in that situation but because he can see the future this is what i think because he can see the future he knows you know you're gonna you're gonna be in a moment where you need to make a quick decision or else you're gonna die and this bone is the thing that's gonna help you survive it that's what i like joseph with the red stone of elja when he's about to be killed by cars and he just holds it up and it somehow saves his life uh yeah sure but this but this like more so, I I don't know I'm thinking of it as more like a not just like I'm gonna hold up a bone but like uh I don't know like you need I don't know I don't know how it's, it's gonna it's the last puzzle piece in a thing yeah it's the last puzzle so piece so do you I, I again I'm not necessarily saying I know what this bone is for but I know what part of the body that oh, bone okay. is because in the in the corresponding chapter of the comic Jotaro just tells her mm. which they dropped from this TV show. Okay. Uh, so I'll tell you. It's again. No, I don't... no, no! Don't tell us. They might tell us because yeah, they might do it next episode yeah, or something. We still don't know right, what this phone is for. Don't tell us. Then screw it. I'll take this knowledge with me to bed tonight. Okay. Because maybe Jackie and I will probably watch episode four now, but maybe they won't say. Maybe they'll never say, and I'll know, and you won't. You can tell us at the end when oh, when God. they when they complete when we watch this entire. <laughs> I'll season. fucking forget. I'm yeah, because this is a part this. one. I mean. Th- we didn't mention this that this is an episode labeled as specifically the visitor yep. part one mm-hmm. so we kind of it already comes with its own baggage we know that this is not going to be a finished complete story or thought by the end of this you know 26 however minute long probably uh window we get oh yeah yeah um then uh yeah she she does get this bone from trash can baseball boy and she goes into the visitation room and it's jotaro it's her daddy in his new outfit He's got alligator alligator boots on, boots with no fur, and uh, and she's just immediately like she she has a flashback where she was fourteen and he has a different dumb face. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's from that's from a much later chapter that they bumped ahead for mm. this episode. 
that's actually from like chapter 75. Mm. And they kicked it all the way back to like 11 or 12. I guess because it seems like in the anime, they added a few things and really emphasized the fact that that Jolene really does not like Jotaro, which I mm. thought was a fine decision. Yeah. Because without that, it's just that she sees him, thought it was going to be her mom visiting her this whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just like, hey, did you uh, get a, did you get that, pe- that pendant I left with your mom? And she just immediately uh knocks out she means to hit the prison guard mm-hmm. but she just like two-fisted just pounds this guard in the face knocks him out uh and then she's like that's gonna put me in solitary confinement which is fine because i want to get away from you if i knew it was you i would not have come to see you mm. she's probably double mad because she also had this little boy being like don't go to the visitor's room and she's like what if it's my mom and it's not it's some guy she doesn't like and she's like oh, i don't want to see you anyway damn it yeah but then uh, Jotaro is like, hey, listen to me. You know, I'm here because there's this guy that is the reason why you're in here. And he set up everything from the hitchhiker uh, to uh, your your ex-boyfriend to the, your lawyer to the judge. Someone wants you in here. His name is John Gallier. John Gallier is the name of the guy that we then see the photo and realize it's the guy with the big butt. Unless you weren't looking at his face the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> does anyone want to take a guess at what John Gallier is a reference to? Jo- is it like Cartier? G- Gautier? Cartier? I don't know. I spoiled this, so I'm not going to... Is it something that we know? Is no, it- it's fashion. <sighs> it, John Galliano. It's a reference to John Galliano, who is a influential british fashion designer he was for 16 years the head designer for christian dior Mm. and just from reading his wikipedia article uh he stopped being the head designer in 2011 because they fired him because he while drunk in an italian cafe said a bunch of anti-semitic stuff oh no and as a as a jewish person i'm allowed to find it funny that he just (laughs) said to these italian ladies uh i love hitler (laughs) (laughs) And a bunch of other stuff, supposedly, allegedly, maybe also exchanged slaps with them. Wow. Um, But he he made amends and, and, you know, ADL said that he's fine now. Um, Okay. He he started his own fashion thing. What's ADL? Anti-Defamation League. Okay. Uh, But... uh, yeah, it's just weird that the <laughs> the year in which this tech this is supposed to take place, he just apparently is in an Italian cafe yelling, "I love Hitler," mm. uh, or no, he's in France yelling at Italian people. I I wish I I don't know why they would care, but whatever. Um, that's who John Galliano is. Okay, <laughs> he also was a fashion designer, and I read that notably at the end of some of his fashion shows, he'll strike a rock star pose. Okay. I didn't look up what this looks like, but I wonder if it's kind of a JoJo-ish type mm. of pose. Like maybe he strikes some impossible pose with his fingers at different angles. But yes, unfortunately, this is not like a Sloop John Galley A musical reference. This is just a dang, just a pr- just a fashion guy. Um, just a little anti-Semite guy. Just a little anti-Semitic British guy who, in 2004, was voted fifth most influential Brit. Uh. Anyway, his character seems to have the a pie symbol on his face. Did you guys notice that? No. Okay. There were other things on him besides the butt. Um, <laughs> I don't believe you. All people could see was the butt. Yeah. So this guy orchestrated the whole thing from within the prison, including paying off the judge, the lawyer, her boyfriend, Romeo, because he's a subordinate of Dio. And f- yeah, I guess. Does he say subordinate? 
in the in the dub he does. In maybe. the dub he does. In the uh, in the subs he says. I think um, follower, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I wonder if those two things are meaningful to mm. distinguish from. You know, someone who just is like, I love Dio, but maybe never met him. Mm. Maybe Dio's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and so he has a grudge against the Joe Star bloodline. But I have a question about that. Uh huh. Why is he targeting Jolene? Why isn't he just? Why isn't he targeting uh, Joe Zaro? Joe Taro. Then he. Go ahead. Well, he, if he gets to Jolene, that effectively would get to Joe Taro, which who's already shown strong enough to beat the person he admires. So maybe he figures mm. if he can get to Jolene, because he had no idea that she was going to get a stand. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. Know, like everybody just assumed that you know she might be you know. Uh, in a way that she'll she'll probably likely get one, but she but his maybe his hope was to get her before she got a stand. So in in a way, Jotaro's like getting him her the pendant and the piece of the stone of the arrowhead was like a double insurance in a way to make sure that she had the tools to fend herself. I, I mean, see that would that would suck to lose your daughter, you know, to the guy who just was a fan of your biggest villain. Yeah, I guess I don't. I I'm not convinced Jotaro actually cares. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he, he showed does. up. Come he on, did, he did. He, he did. There was starfish out there that needed stuff done. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He, he had They're to leave his starfish behind. They're always finding more glimpses of the giant squid out there. <laughs> um. Then the rest of the scene, a bunch of interesting things happen. Some some stuff is revealed. Uh. But one thing that I think was a constant that kept annoying me was how much Jolene was kind of listening to Jotaro, but she kept also being like, "Don't tell me what to do." And I don't like you, and you've never been there for me. Uh, but it's like she's like, "What's this talk about grudges?" I thought you were a marine biologist, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were a scholar, is what they say. Yeah, she, you're some kind of scholar in the dub. Which yeah, again, trying to fit things into a smaller time. Yeah. Like a marine biologist seems kind of hard to do. Um, but then yeah, Jotaro discovered he's saying like this guy was a sniper, uh, but he had cataracts, so he went blind. Um, and now, you know, he's trying to kill you in this prison. You're here for a reason. And she just, uh, she a few times kicks the prison guard that she knocked out being like, come on, mm-hmm. get me out of here. I don't want to talk to this she's, asshole. She's very angry. She's like, I don't want to talk to this loser dad of mine. And he's like, no, listen, you're, you might get shot. And, uh, then, uh, is it just randomly that? No. So she notices that her handcuffs that she got out of her handcuffs somehow. Right. And that there's a lit cigarette on the table. That's a different brand from what the cop was carrying. So Joe Taro like, notices the cigarettes, and he yeah. notices water dripping too. Oh, that I didn't yeah, notice. I don't know if he notices AC. it, but they keep cutting to it. Yeah, like it yeah. keeps building up more and more condensation. Mm. But I didn't understand. Like, who is there? Like a third power somewhere? Like who? Who made her handcuffs go away? It's weird, and. Again, in the comic, they don't really highlight that. And they also added for the anime Jotaro being like, sit down. Mm. Because in the comic, they just go from standing to sitting and it's not explained. Mm. So I guess maybe they added that to say like, hey, this isn't magic like the handcuffs or whatever the fuck it is with the handcuffs. Yeah. They intentionally sat down. Mm -hmm. So it's a little confusing there because I I don't know if in the anime. Yeah, I assume that something is up with the handcuffs. I don't remember what it is. Mm. I, I know the stand a little bit. Like I have memories of how the stand works, but I don't know what's up with the AC. I have an I have a theory, um, but this is still mysterious to me. I'm excited to see what the fuck the deal is with this visitation room. Okay. Um. So then Jotaro's like, "Get away from the door, Jolie!" No, and she gets shot. 
and he stops time. She gets shot. He tries to stop time at the right moment, but instead he ends up stopping time after she's already blocked the bullet herself. With her stand. Yeah, in the manga, it's explained that she formed like a Kevlar type of bulletproof vest with her threads. So that's a power. So it's as though like in an instant, her threads, instead of just being a spool, they like mesh together into like a checkerboard kind of weave Mm. as though it's stronger that way. And it blocked the bullet. Also in the manga, fun details that he star platinum flicks the bullet out of her stand. Mm. Just just flicks it off. Um. And she doesn't even seem in, in, in either adaptation and in, in, in either the comic or the anime, she doesn't really seem to understand what even happened. Mm-hmm. She doesn't go like, thank God I knew how to make a bulletproof hand. It mm-hmm. just like happens. Um, and uh, yeah, she's a little bit knocked out. And then Jotaro is like, just look, we have to look around and figure out where the stand user is. And uh, she's like, how could he get a bu-? She's like, how could he get a gun, a sniper gun in here? And Jotaro explains that you can um, bring guns like in pieces and then put them together if you bring them in different objects and um, bribe the guards not yeah. to look too close yeah i also wonder if maybe that's why we do focus on john galley's ass so much is maybe that's where he stores gun parts <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe he just smuggles them in his butt real or fake we don't know we don't judge mm. there's I a whole rifle should... hiding just right there <laughs> it's just broken <laughs> you down go, you're, you're all you're all like entranced by 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 the curvature and everything None of that's real. That's just guns jutting up against. He somehow Mm. made it all very round so you don't bother to check. And, you know, in in the military, I think there have been times where they've like blindfolded soldiers and been like, can you disassemble and assemble your rifle while blindfolded? So, yeah, it could be that even though he's blind, he remembers Mm. and stores everything out of his butt. Maybe he throws like one twerk backwards and all the gun parts pop out into his hands and puts the sniper together. I don't know. I can't draw that, but you can picture it. Uh, and then can we talk about this stand that shows up? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was weird to me. It was like a little floaty blue guy. I, I wrote down it looks like a baby's toy because it has like, it's a little f- like flying like rubber, like soft thing with like jingly keys on the bottom. It looks like a baby's toy. Yeah, the little keys at the bottom. Like, like hey, hey, here, here. Yeah. Over here. I thought you guys are probably closer to like the mark than I was, but I was imagining it. It looked like if like they replace valet people with like a robot Mm. and it looked like you go to pick up your car and just something floats to you with your keys and you're like, thank you. Yes. These are my Honda keys. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) This stand, I don't know what it, it's kind of cute to me. Anyway, it's cute. I especially like the way it like kind of flies for a second. They're using their 3d budget and then it Mm -hmm. lands and it kind of softly like, like lilts over like Mm -hmm. you can see that it's kind of like yeah it's like kind of weak kind of papery um and then jodaro's like don't do anything don't make any quick movements and jolene immediately throws stone freeze uh threads at it Mm. uh and she wants to examine it but they miss and then we see that it's you know in the air kind of dancing around again but it doesn't seem to attack her threads Mm. and the two of them work out that it is no it's actually influenced by air currents in this case, probably the air that was pushed by her her threads. Um, Jotaro is also just like, don't move away from the wall. Um, but then the guard is coming out of her knockout state and his knockout state. In my yeah. head, that character is female. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she just looked like she had a, a feminine body to me, but I thought I was like, maybe the voice actor is a lady just with like a deep voice, but no. no. All male voice actors on on the English and Japanese voices, but I can I can decide whatever I want. Um, and sh- and they, God damn it, he gets up, 
and is like, Cujo, I'm going <laughs> to fucking beat the shit out of you and put you in solitary. And uh, they're trying to be like, uh, don't, you know, like, don't let, you know, this guard fuck everything up for us. And Jolene's trying to, the, the, Jolene says to the guard, calm down, which is like, ah, it's not going to work. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. knock this person out and they're supposed to, this whole time, by the way, uh, were you guys also wondering, like, isn't there somebody else watching this, this, this meeting? Yeah. No. Like the the guard says, like anybody can stop your conversation whenever they want if they don't like it. But then, like she just knocks this guy out and nobody does anything. Mm-hmm. It's possible that John Galley like bribed them or took them out. I don't know. Um, well, plus two, like so far they've shown so many instances where there's like cameras all over the place. There there was cameras like constantly in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's no cameras like in this like visitation room to keep track of stuff is like insane. They're just depending on that one guard who's like cruising with the two people who are visiting. Yeah, it's suspect. It's very suspect. I yeah, I'm fine with assuming for now that 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 they were paid off or maybe killed. Um. So uh, then yeah, the guard is getting up and is going to ruin things or be hurt, and they're trying to convince the guard not to charge at Jolene. Yeah, he's coming at them. Jolene is. She looks like she's going to go and fight him, and Jotaro's like, "No, Jolene!" And then he takes a bullet for her. So maybe he is a good dad. <laughs> yeah it's sort of a shame that he pushes jolene takes a bullet but the bullet goes right through the guard's head anyway yeah like very cleanly Th- in through jotaro's shoulder or something and into the guard's forehead um and so the guard i assume is dead um and then the episode ends then it's to be continued right mm-hmm. yep. right there and i was we like miss, no. we actually did miss one thing though yeah. um and that's when when they're trying to figure out and assess what's going on with what we assume is a stand, Jotaro says, okay, let's not engage it yet. We got to figure out what it's going to do first. Yeah. And then Jolene's just like, like, wait, let me see what happens. Sends out her spider thread, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, and then we get the whole exchange of her. And this kind of plays back to what we're talking about, her being smarter than maybe we think, but maybe not as like maybe book smart. Cause she knows what aerodynamics are, but she doesn't know the word for you know, aerod- mm. like, like aerodynamics or thermodynamics. And that's yeah, the, yeah, that's true. What the... I think they translate it as air currents at some point. I, I could be confusing it with the comic, but yeah, it's like, she gets it, but she yeah, they make a point of her being like, what's the word for it? I don't know. Um, Yeah, so it was like, even though, you know, Jotaro was like, don't move. They did figure something out because she did, uh, you know, cause it to behave in a indirect, weird way that led them to think it must be the air um, which uh, yeah again also to me makes sense in terms of the dollar bill falling in the shower perfectly into his shoe and then him in the comic at least hearing the guard hearing the, the male prisoners drop all their cards and knowing where they are and stuff but yeah that is the end of uh, episode 3 which is uh, the visitor part 1 we're excited to watch the rest of it but we should probably wrap it up this is another long one I think yeah even though we're only watching one episode but uh, I have a I have a thought. Oh, what you got? This is just after watching it the third time, I realized that I think, you know, people have asked before they've written in and asked like, what order should you watch? Like should, should, Oh, I want to get my friend into Jojo's what order should they watch it or whatever. Um, I have realized that I think the best order to watch Jojo's is backwards. So start, (laughs) start from whatever the latest, uh, arc is the latest season 
watch that and then watch the one before it and then watch the one before that and then like until you so you so today it would be five four three two one i i do not recommend this to anyone (laughs) why i don't think you should do that why you get the most the most recent one and then you get to see who their dad was or whatever you know and like and then you get to see oh this is him when he was young i like him you know i mean i guess that's fun but also i think the stands might get less interesting then as time goes on i think it's better to build on them being like mine's a bird that has fire even Mm. though araki makes them complicated Mm. but maybe you're right i don't know you could really do any order that's my stance now okay my stance now is watching backwards i like that that if that's your stance though i at least appreciate that variety that instead of being like do i start at part one or part three you could be like no fuck that just go backwards. <laughs> You're like a new type of JoJo fan, so that's good. <laughs> anyway, we should wrap up here. Uh, Chad, it's been great having you on. I'm glad. Thanks, Chad. We we finally got it's you on. Been my pleasure. The pod. Uh, Chad, do you have anything to plug? If people are on Facebook, which I know we have, like there's a lot of young people that listen to this podcast, so probably not. But uh, <laughs> I I have a couple of random video game and geek related pages that. Oh. No, that, that that noise is not warranted at all. <laughs> but um, they can go searching for uh, a Geek Chronicles, which was supposed to be tied to a podcast of my own. So this actual appearance here on the show has now caused me to manifest a whole bunch of equipment that I didn't have previously. <laughs> nice. So I'm now equipped to do a podcast. So maybe I'll yes. go and actually follow through with that. So go search for a Geek Chronicles. Um, I also have a more gaming-related thing, which is... Uh, must keep playing, which is just supposed to be me chronicling, hey, these are cool games I think that people might like, so go check them out. So just sharing links. That's on Facebook, which, you know, older people like to use. Nice. We'll write in. <laughs> yeah, so people go follow those things so that so that Chad does have an impetus to follow through and do a podcast. Because, yeah, you sound good on this mic and this setup. Yeah. So you might as well put it to good use. Yeah. Uh, but listeners also should know that you have to choose one podcast or the other. <laughs> Yeah. That if you do decide yeah. that if Chad does start a pod and you listen to it, you have to, you stay subscribed yeah. to us. And if you give us any money or left a review, that stays up, but but stop listening, please. But you'll be dead to us. You're dead to us. <laughs> it, it's the rules. It's it's the rules. And you know, that, that's, you know, Thank you, you can't control the rules. Yes. And again, not again, you never knew this, but we are at JJB pod on Twitter. So you can go ahead and follow us there. We are not on Facebook, <laughs> but probably our, our, maybe our listener ages would skew older if we were. Mm. But yeah, it's too much. Maybe we should. Maybe we should have a Facebook presence. Uh, maybe get all the like, all the boomers, the aunts, and the, the boomers the and the Gen Xers. Yeah, I don't know if I want that. When you said aunts <laughs> and uncles, I started to think of real family and went, "Oh no, 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 no! Don't listen to this." <laughs> uh, there is also a JoJo's Bizarre podcast, a fan-run Discord uh, that we are in, uh, but we do not run, so we we do not moderate it. But it's cool, and we're in there sometimes. Uh, and lastly, yes, uh, if you have thoughts, want to explain things that we didn't explain or have questions for us, you can write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Next week, as I said, we'll be watching episode four, The Visitor Part Two, I'm assuming it's called. Have a good week, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.